Attention listener, the following broadcast has been created for entertainment and comedy purposes. If you do not find it funny or entertaining, just don't listen. LOL, nobody is forcing you. On today's episode for you guys, we give you guys a little rundown of our results from uh, WrestleMania. Uh, the derby came through and it was a shame that only half of West Coast decided to show up for it. We talk a little bit about... Uh, we talk a little bit about... Um, and I also wanted to bring one of my greatest... Well, it's my first 10 out of 10 review on this podcast, uh, John Wick 4. Yes, Brandon does a movie review and it's a good one. Yeah, so I'll that, cry. That really made my posts from the other day really irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but I guess now we just wait for the next one. Uh, and then we also just touch on just some scenarios with, in regards to the Chris Brown giving your girl a lap dance. And, oh... Before I, before I let you guys go and listen to the episode, this is our um, 007 episode, which means this is our James Bond episode. I was going to give you guys a James Bond refer to Did You Know, but they were all boring. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy the show, guys. Enjoy. <laughs> I asked you to do this episode uh, during the week. Um, th- there is a reason why I asked you to do the episode. Um, and the one thing I said to you on the phone was... Uh, I'm taking a massive risk here because the day before is the derby. Mm. And if we lose, I'm still going to be filthy about it. Like my membership would have been in the microwave. Yeah, uh, it would have been straight onto gumtree.com. And then also winning posed its risks because this, uh, I didn't want, I didn't call for the episode for the derby. I called for the episode to talk about something irrelevant to the derby. But while I'm here. <laughs> Black Mantle is back on, baby. It is back on a 41-point victory against our Crosstown rivals. Crosstown. Uh, we are clearly the better team out of out of this. I do have some tips for our from our team on the on the other side of the coast. Okay, so I've got I've got some tips for them because I was watching the game and it was it was just so clear to me that Fremantle were the better side that I started to jot down dot points on how West Coast could be a little bit more competitive so that come the next derby, it's it's more fun to watch, okay? <laughs> All right, did you watch the game? Mm, yeah, no, kind of. I was watching WrestleMania. Oh, true. Time. Yeah, yeah. I to... But Jen was watching the game? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? She told you about the game? Oh, I had it on. I have two TVs in the same room, so I yeah, had the game enough. on that screen, but the sound was off. Yeah, I was okay. mostly just looking at the numbers change. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so I've got some dot points. Here are some ways that West Coast could potentially improve their game so that when we when we play them in August, they're a little bit more competitive, okay? Now, the first thing I noticed was captains lead by the front, okay? They, they lead from the front. They need to set an example to the rest of the team, right? So when the captain is making poor decisions, the team is going to follow. So in the first quarter, for some unbeknownst reason, Luke Shuey, who's the captain of the West Coast Eagles, yeah. um, he goes onto the interchange bench, he punches a wall, which is a bad look, um, and then he puts, on, he puts on a jacket and sits down for the rest of the match. Lazy. Yeah? <laughs> Did he? La- lazy. Lazy. <laughs> All right? Because not everyone can just have a rest in the middle of the game. Because 10 minutes later, they're, they're, they're all Australian fullback... Jeremy McGovern goes and does the exact same thing. He's like, well, if you're gonna t- if you're gonna have a rest, son, then I'm gonna do the same. He didn't punch the wall, which is you know w- was was respectful of him, but he did just go and put on a rain jacket 
and and sat down. At some point, they both they both weren't even sitting with the rest of their team. They went off in the middle of the quarter. They just walked <laughs> off. And I don't know what was said in the change rooms, but they were forced to come back and and sit down with the rest of the team. They were like, guys, you're already you're already having the arvo off. At least go and support your teammates. Well, then let me guess. Six six other players did the same thing after that. Well, at least three, yeah. <laughs> And that's what I mean. It was happening. What happened was they got to the end of the quarter. It was a good match. It was, you know, things were looking exciting. There was one point in it at quarter time. All right. There was yeah. one point in it. Quarter time, the team's looking at the captain and probably the vice captain. Jeremy McGovern is their best player. In, in my opinion, he's all Australian. He runs right in the back line. He's one of the best defenders I've ever seen. But they see their two best players chilling out and of course of course why wouldn't you you're getting paid the same so then the younger kids start dropping they're like no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stop some some do uh jamie cripps right jamie cripps realized that it's probably not the best idea to just walk off so he um he hobbled off he kind of he kind of did it on one leg which was rude as well because he took so long. He just took his time. He took so long and the game was still going. We kicked like three goals while he was... <sighs> Trying to run down the clock, eh? Yeah, man. Like, Look, <laughs> run down the clock and they were behind. Like, in the second quarter, they conceded six goals to zero. Yeah, so I went and re-watched the game afterwards and uh, Fox Sport had like a little clock on it. It said how long Fremantle players had spent on the bench, which, you know, Andrew Brayshaw had been there for a minute. Caleb Sarong had been there for a couple of minutes. And they pan over to the West Coast one, right? You look over. Luke Shuey, the captain. 82 minutes. 82 minutes on the bench. (laughs) You can't just do that, son. (laughs) There there were two players who, on the Frio side, they did the same thing. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know who they were. No, it was one. 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 Two players got, um, they had their names crossed out because they gave up on the game as well. Well, uh, well, one was Heath Chapman, and Mm. he was fairly injured. So that's different. Okay. <laughs> he hurt his shoulder. You can't expect a bloke to go and play on a on a sore shoulder. And the um and the the second person was just the sub that wasn't playing and then and then replaced him afterwards. Um now there's another there's another one. There's a bloke called Liam Henry. He wears number twenty three for the Fremantle Dockers. Yeah, the guy that you hate. Yeah, um I would adv- I would advise to West Coast that they uh, don't ensure that their best player was an opposition player, but I think what happened was we started feeling so sorry for them that they <laughs> that they had blokes that were just giving up that we did that thing that sometimes you do in indoor soccer you know where you're like oh we'll, we'll give you a player. He didn't change his jersey or anything. He was still wearing a Fremantle jersey, but every time he had the ball, he gave it to a West Coast player. So you can only assume that that's what our tactic was. We were just being nice. (laughs) So this has nothing to do with (laughs) both teams going to war and it being a carnage out there that Oh, no, like eight no, players I got injured so, during the game? I think some people have read into the history of the Western Derby and gone, it's a bit scary. I might sit this one out. <laughs> I also saw some funny comments online. I have started realising how much more fun going to the football is or talking about the football is when you don't take it very seriously at all. It's a really fun sport to watch. The best part of the sport is the fact that you know, there are some terrific athletes that you're watching. Like most sports, you're watching the the best athletes of that sport, unless your name is Liam Henry. But 
like you're watching you're watching some great athletes and they're the best part of the sport but sometimes um sometimes the rules are really funny sometimes the officiating could be potentially a bit shit <laughs> well i've spoken about that before um but i saw some funny comments online i don't know if all west coast supporters watch the game because they some of them were blaming the umpires for the 41 point loss and it ha- apparently had nothing to do with the fact that five of their players decided to stop playing but um, some of them were play- blaming the umpires. So I had a cheeky, because I didn't notice the bias. I did notice the umpiring was shit again this week, Tanaka. <laughs> it's it's laughable, yes, but I didn't think that it was uh, bias at all. Um, it was just shit both ways. I went and looked at the free kick count. Uh, West Coast won the free kick count 23 to 18. They had five more free kicks, right? Six of their free kicks were inside their forward 50, direct shots at goal. Only three of ours were. So I'm not sure where the supporters are getting their numbers from. Maybe they had a day off work as well and they've forgotten how to count. <laughs> but once again, they've got role models who just, you know, take days off. But yeah, I just wanted to say I do feel I do feel a little bit bad for them. I think they should find some blokes that can do a full day at work and um hopefully in August when we see them again, um yeah, it'll be a more competitive game. <laughs> Yeah. But it was a wild week for sport in general. Did you watch any of the um oh you watch WrestleMania? Yes I do. How yeah. was it? Uh it was lovely. Yeah. Um I saw some I only saw some results and some highlight dot points, but I feel like you're gonna do it more justice. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Their first day I thought the entrances were a little bit subpar compared to WrestleMania entrances. Yeah, Logan Paul came out really slow. <laughs> yeah, he it was like this. On I'm a, on a zip line. Yeah, <laughs> he was a zip like line really slowly. He was just like wee. Yeah. <laughs> Very slowly. Um, At least he was out there. At least he wasn't having the day off. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, the whole event was pretty good. Like the stadium was packed. It was Shark was right with like how many people there were. It was eighty thousand on the first, just over eighty thousand the first day, then just over eighty one thousand on the second day. Yeah, I got um, the majority of my tips right. Yeah, that's what I'm going to speak about. So uh, I went fire. <laughs> so we were. <laughs> um, I have it all here, uh, and we're going to call a winner. Yep. Um, on the matches, and this time I'm going to say them in order from the way they happened. Yep. So opened up was I'm not going to give too much of like a recap because yeah, yeah, just I'm not just like that. Fire, I'm just, fire them I'm out. just here to fire the results out. So we had the Austin Theory uh, versus John Cena for United States Championship match. We all tipped the same way. We yep. all went with Austin Theory winning it um, for it. the obvious thing that John Cena isn't. Uh, a wrestler. A he's yeah, an yeah. actor now. He's an actor. Um, so only part-time wrestler. Uh, and then we got Braun Strong. Str- I can't say his name. Braun Strowman versus and Ricochet versus the Street Profits uh, versus Alpha Academy and versus uh, Viking uh, Raiders. Uh, so for that one, you, you got that one right. You tipped Braun Strowman. Mm. Uh, I tipped Street Profits and Shark tipped Street Profits um, and Street Profits won. Yep. Uh, and then Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, our favorite YouTube star. Uh, you tipped Seth, I tipped Logan, and uh, Jacques tipped Logan. Uh, and Seth, Ro- Seth yep. Rollins won. 
uh, in that one was we predicted that pretty well. We all said that it was going to be a very entertaining match with mm-hmm. high flying. Uh, the prime bottle was there. Which yeah, is I saw that. Um, was that KSI? Yeah, it yeah. turned out to be KSI, and there was a there was like a very obvious spot. Uh, Logan Paul jumps from the top rope from the corner, and ro- Seth Rollins is lying on the table, uh, the commentary table, the yeah. Spanish commentary table. Um, to be exact, that one got broken so many times. <laughs> I was like, oh, guys, there's two tables there. Hola, como estas? <laughs> uh, and the Rollins is lying down and uh, KSI in the prime bottle is like taking like a, a video, a selfie video. Uh, and it was like, oh, this is going to be cool. But then you could see Seth's arm slowly going up KSI's arm to grab the hole where his arm comes out of the bottle. And then you could just see it just like going up and you just see him place his hand in the spot to grab him. And I was like, oh, that looks too obvious now. Yeah. So, and then the obvious thing happened. Seth got up, pulled uh, KSI on, and then just as Logan jumped, and then Logan uh, uh, frog splashed KSI on the, oh my on the table. God. So, <laughs> maybe they'll have a grudge match next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. But They've already boxed. So. Yeah. <laughs> After Seth Rollins and Logan Paul was Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus versus Damage Control. Yep. We all tipped the uh, Team Becky, so with uh, Lita and Trish as winners, yep. and they did win. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Dom Mysterio. Uh, you tipped Dom because of your fetish with Fast and Furious. Yep. Uh, I tipped Rey, and uh, Jacques also tipped Dom. Uh, and Ray was the winner. Yep. I just wanted to add a little. I should get like ha- a little half point there. Mm. Uh, I I said Ray should just get the belt and slap he Dom did in it. the bottom, and he did it. Oh my god! <laughs> I said it. twenty years ago, maybe. <laughs> but he did oh it. Oh my god! There, there is like a thing of me going like, that should have been a disqualification, because uh, he used an outside source to hit him. But I guess WWE don't really care as about for certain Dominic. comedic effects. Yeah, that's um, funny. So yeah, that happened. So <laughs> that, that is was funny. so good. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley uh, for the Women's SmackDown Championship. Oh, it's been a big fucking week for the Australians. What else happened? Um, <laughs> no, the new Australian F1 driver got his first points. Oh, he, came, cute. he came sixth. In Melbourne, too. Yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah I saw his that. first yeah. points. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Charlotte, Flair, and Rhea was... It was a really good match. Uh, Rhea won. I think everyone thought that was the obvious answer. Mm. We all tipped it. Um, and so we all got the all got the marbles in that one. Yeah. Um, the grand final, the big main event of night one was the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. You tipped Usos, I tipped Sami and Kevin, and Jacques tipped Sami and Kevin, and Sami and Kevin won. I did, yeah. My theory so, did not pan out, but... We now but, have... But, continue. <laughs> so we now have brand new WWE, <laughs> WWE Tag Team Champions. The boys from Canada. Cute. <laughs> hopefully they don't hopefully they don't break any laws. laws and, lose the, and, lose, and lose their working visas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, night two. Started off with this is the match that we didn't talk about because I missed it. 
uh, so it was Brock Lesnar versus Omas, mm. the Nigerian. Oh no, we did. I just we must did. have. I must have just taken it out of the edit. Do you remember who you tipped? Uh, I tipped uh, Brock Lesnar because I don't tip against Brock Lesnar after being in the Undertaker twice. Well, yes, Brock Lesnar. So I'll add that on, and then I'll add that to the points as well. So you guys tipped Brock Lesnar. I tipped Omas, mm. and Shark tipped Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar won. Apparently, it was a fucking. It was a. It was a. I I only read about it, but apparently, it was um two big dudes just. Yeah. Fucking throwing each other around. Yeah, Omas dominated for a lot of the match, which was good for him. They were, I mean, they, I mean, they're showing, uh, showing him some love in the WWE, and yeah. gonna he'll get some potential. Do do yeah. something with him later, uh, and yeah, he threw Brock Lesnar around like a chew toy. It was a good match. I liked it. Uh, then you have that uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi and Natalia. Sorry, versus Shotzi and Natalia versus Ronda Rousey and Shayla Baszler. Shayna Baszler versus Chelsea Green versus Sonya Deville. We didn't tip this one because we didn't have. I did. All, we didn't. No. I tipped Rousey. No, you didn't. I did. You no no no. You we I listened to it today, and we didn't tip because we didn't have everyone. You, me, and Jacques didn't tip because we didn't have everyone. Yeah. Um. But you said that Rondo was just being added to the match, uh, and she fell from heaven, fell from grace that she went downhill. You said later on in another match that Ronda would come out and take the title. Oh, I swear. Yeah. Oh, in my brain, I had tipped Ronda <laughs> because I was like, of course she'll win. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, they won. Yeah. Um, the match was meh. Meh. The meh. ending was meh. Yeah, it was just... Ah, <laughs> uh, this match was great. Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship. Yep. Uh, you guys, t- you tipped Gunther. Mm-hmm. Shark tipped Gunther. I didn't tip anyone because I was like, anyone can win it. Yeah. Um, which I still stood by. It was a great match. Like like we said, it was very physical uh, and I really enjoyed it. Gunther ended up did winning. The end was really cool. Um... Like you have to watch it just to to appreciate it, so go watch the highlights. It was really good ending, absolutely. Uh, and Gunther retained, mm-hmm. uh, so, so points to you guys. Uh, and then Bianca Blair versus Asuka. Um, I listened to it and I couldn't catch your prediction for that one. Oh, true. No, the, all yeah. I said about it was that it was it was a nothing match. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't tip. I didn't. Yeah, and then we, both me and Shark, both said Oscar, so it doesn't really matter because Bianca won. Okay. Surprising win, but it was, uh, yeah, like, I was watching it, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, here's, here's, here's how it's going to end, and then she kicked out, and then she won. And I was like, ah. Apparently she's, um, apparently she's kind of being set up at the moment as, like, the female Roman Reigns because she just cannot lose. Yeah, she hasn't lost in a year, so yeah. now she's had the title for... Exactly 365 days. Yeah. And they were raving on about that. So this is probably the match that you were probably talking about earlier. So saying that it was a bit of a nothing match. Um, the So so Snoop Dogg did it again. Miz was complaining about the match from yesterday against Pat Mac- McAfee. Yeah. Um, and he starts complaining again. And then uh, the, the dog father of WrestleMania decided to make, put him into another match. And they bring out Shane O'Mac, Mr. Here Comes the Money. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Here comes the 
was the money. Money, 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 money. Did the arena lose their shit? Really? Yeah, they loved it. Oh, wow. Because Shane hasn't fought in ages and he's a beloved member yeah, of, course, of the yeah. WWE. Mm. Uh, and But he got injured, I think. They, they said he got injured. Yeah, like he but tried to jump the rope and then he like injured his ankle or something. Knee. Yeah, okay. So that's what they said. I didn't see how he hurt himself, but I think that was just part of the story. And then to finish the match off, Snoop Dogg fights The Miz. <laughs> <laughs> so this is probably the one that you're like, yeah. what's happening? Um, Snoop Dogg wins. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't tip that because the match didn't exist until yeah. that night. After that, there was a huge war. Edge versus Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell. You and I tipped Edge, and Jacques tipped the demon Finn Balor. Uh, Edge took out the dub. That yep. was a great match. I really enjoyed it. The <laughs> note that I got from it is I really want to know the body paint that the WWE use on their superstars. That shit did not come off. It's all he like he wears it all on his chest, his face, and his back. Yeah, and it did not come off the whole match. He was at the end of the match. Who's he still this? had it. Uh, Finn Balor. So go on, search it up. So go type in Finn Balor, uh, the demon. I didn't realize he wore paint. So he only wears it when he's the demon. Oh. So you see how he's got like a full like a face, yeah, yeah, a yeah. mouth on his tummy. Yeah, and then on his back as well, and his face is fully painted. Yes. That shit didn't come off. So yeah. I'm really... I, they must be using some permanent-ass shit. Yeah. It was stuck to him like glue. Yeah. But I think now I can start saying is stuck to him like the WWE b body paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, edge should. one. Yep. Big ups. Uh, and then the grand finale of the event. The <laughs> and the most surprising ending, I think to everyone, which was Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Undisputed Universal Mother of Dragons <laughs> Championship. <laughs> uh, Roman, you and I tipped Roman Reigns and Jacques tipped Cody Rhodes, which... It's been set up for... It was set up for the Cody Rhodes. Yeah. But I think the we, WWE know what, what the fuck they're doing because they do that they, thing. They, yeah. they set it up. To surprise everyone. To surprise, exactly. Yeah. And I was surprised. <laughs> like, the, like, Roman Reigns did win by cheating again. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, he cheated a lot, hey. A, yeah. The Usos come out. Mm. After, and then. After their loss from yesterday. And then they, uh, uh, Cody Rhodes a little bit. And then uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come back, come out as well. And then they beat up the. Usos. The Usos. It was legitimately like the biggest little tiny segue in a thing. Because they fought a little bit in the ring. And then both of them threw out the Usos. And then they threw them over the barrier. And they just fought out of the building. It was. <laughs> it just seemed like, okay. <laughs> that felt a little bit forced for them to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, the match ended by. You thought that. Roman, uh, sorry, Cody Rhodes is about to win. He had him in his finishing position. Uh, and then Solo Sokoa comes back in a hoodie because, like, <laughs> coming out like Joe Goldberg from You, <laughs> how he just wears a hat and no one can see him. No one saw Solo running through, and he came up and did the Samoan spike, which is his finisher, on Cody Rhodes, who was perfectly positioned next to the rope so he could reach him. <laughs> so he spiked him, uh, and then Roman Reigns, I think he spares him, because he re got he was knocked out, but then now he wasn't knocked out, spared him, uh, and won the match. 
Yeah, right. Uh, and still, you're reigning, defending WWE Universal, undisputed mother of dragons, mother of dragons champion <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns. Uh, so. Adding all those up, I've done the tally already, but you were originally you were on seven. Mm. So you were on seven, I was on eight, and then Jacques was on six. Um, but after that, you coming up. So now you and me are tied for eighth, eight points. You know what that means, right? What? You and me in a ring. <laughs> for the tiebreaker? Yeah, what type <laughs> of what type of match would we have? Um Brian Panty's match. Go back to 2005 and have a Brian Panties match, which was uh, we both start off with shirts and pants on, mm. and uh, the p- winner is the one that strips the other person down to their bras and panties. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep, that sounds very that sounds progressive. Good. I think that um, <laughs> that definitely would have aged, hey. So <laughs> I reckon that would have aged very well. Yeah, yeah. so the, yeah, they, they got rid of those hell quick. Um, and we now share this WWE Championship belt that I have right in front of us. And Thank you. We share it, and Thank we'll you. post a photo on the Instagram uh, when this episode's out. So yeah, absolutely, and it's real. And we'll <laughs> it's a real belt. It's beautiful. Yeah, you guys will see it on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, go follow the Instagram. So but overall, WWE uh, WrestleMania 30 was good. I enjoyed it. They... They did not spare the expense for the pyro on the final match. <laughs> <laughs> they did throw out, throw the bag at it. They, they like, probably take had our money. so many, because um, you know how like globally so many New Year's um, celebrations have been cancelled over the last couple of years yeah. with COVID. I reckon they just bought it off everyone. <laughs> they were like, hey, we've heard that you guys have two sea containers. You probably were part of this. <laughs> um, we've got two sea containers worth of... Fireworks, fireworks that we didn't it. use for the Kings Park fire show. <laughs> did you did you want it discounted? Right, we just want a couple of tickets to the to WrestleMania. <laughs> to but I I missed my flight, so I couldn't get there. Yeah, so yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, until next year. Um, and next year I will try. I'll I'll beat you, and take the championship home for myself. Look, the fact that I um I don't watch any wrestling whatsoever, and I just I tipped Edge because that's the that's the name of my car. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got lucky. lucky. It wasn't just the um, it wasn't the first lucky thing that I had happen this weekend. Um, one of my multis came through, which was pretty wild. Um, yeah, it was like a it was like a fifteen to one odds multi on on the derby. I tipped five players to stop playing. Did you? <laughs> no. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> you got. Unfortunately, I've tried to do it. I've tried to ask Sportsbet if you can tip on like. Injuries? That sort of stuff. They're just like, no, we can't, we can't do that. I'm like, well, you're happy to send people bankrupt and homeless, but you, you can't <laughs> let me tip on. You can't, you can't let me tip. That and Lu- Luke Shrew is going to go punch a wall and do his hammy. I mean, I mean, stop playing. I mean, stop playing for no reason. I called you up Wednesday night, I believe. Wednesday night, maybe. Yeah. And I said, no, maybe Thursday morning. I think it was Thursday morning because I'd. No, no, Wednesday morning. It was Wednesday morning. <laughs> the logistics, and, I don't think they matter too much. And I said <laughs> to you, bro, fucking book the studio session right now because I finally, finally, after seven episodes, is this episode seven? Technically, yeah. Yeah. 
After seven episodes, I finally have something good to talk about in terms of movies. Like, I finally have a good movie to talk about. Enough of the Ant-Man Quantum Mania bullshit. Enough of the fucking Oscar parades. I fucking found... I, I went and watched... It was the fourth installment of my one of my favourite franchises. I'm very close to calling it my favourite franchise. And the only reason I'm not calling it my favourite franchise is because I haven't gone and evaluated other franchises in that way yet. But I am pretty certain it is at this point. When was the last time you watched a good fourth movie of a franchise? Uh, Fast and Furious 4. No, no nah, that's, that's, the, that's the worst one. That's Tokyo, awful. Tokyo Drift was the worst one. <laughs> Tokyo Drift was the third one. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Fast, four, Fast 4 was... Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah, Fast, the and Fast and the Furious? No, no, no. It was just Fast and yeah, Furious. Fast. Um, John Wick 4. This is easily one of the best movies I have ever watched in my entire life. Yeah. And that is very... You know what my 10 count is? No. So I... As in your top 10 movies? No, no, no. Not my top 10 movies. So when I give a movie a perfect 10, yeah, it's, it's very rare. As you can probably tell, I apparently yeah. hate movies. Yeah, but you do. If I find something that is wrong with the movie that affects the quality of the movie just once, it's not getting a 10 from me. I okay. think a perfection score needs to be a perfect movie. Yeah. Right? I've given... This was my 13th perfect film. In your life? Ever. And I've I've rated over a thousand movies. What are the other... Do you, do you have, do you yeah, because I've got... Do you have a book? Um, yeah, I've got Letterboxd. It's an app. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. I told you about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah social yeah. media for movies. Um, what, are the other th- what are the other 12? Yeah. Uh, the other 12. I'll get it out. Jojo Rabbit. What? Jojo Rabbit. It's what I named my dog after because it's one of my perfect Jojo films. Rabbit. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit. That's in your top... That's, it, that's one of your top... top perfect top film. Movie. Perfect film. Jojo Rabbit. Never yeah. heard of it. Continue. Well, really? Don't think so. I've heard of Dude. Peter the Rabbit. No, no. I'll um I'll send you. It's a Taika Waititi film where the where there's like a a ten year old boy who plays a ten year old boy who is a Nazi uh, and his yep. imaginary friend is Hitler. Um. <laughs> yeah. See, you're already laughing. It's already funny. It's a war drama. Yeah, it is. It's. I mean, it's very much a comedy as well. You've rated. You said you rated more than t- a thousand movies on that app. Oh, uh, I mean, I originally did it on IMD, IMDb, yeah. but then when Letterbox came out, it gave you the possibility to transfer all of them over. So it let you? Yeah. So calculating this for you. Yeah. So if you, let's say an average movie is two hours. So 1,000. 1,023. 1,023. You spent 85 days of your life watching movies. That's not that bad. Yeah, I don't think it is actually. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to, yeah. Nah. Um, and and I've then prob- reading them. I've probably watched more. There are movies that I probably ha- like haven't rated. Okay, so top films are... So these are my perfect tens. Django Unchained, mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, Inglorious Bastards, yep. The Dark Knight, oh. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Parasite, Wolf of Wall Street, Deadpool. Which one? First the one? first one. Uh, the Shining, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spirited Away, Shrek 2, and John Wick Chapter 4. Shrek 2. Shrek 2 is perfect. It's just, just random. Jojo the Rabbit and Shrek 2. Just, I guess Shrek 2. It's not Jojo the Rabbit. It's Jojo jo- Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So it's actually a very meaningful title if you watch the film. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it is. Shrek 2 is fantastic, and people always tell me the original is better, and those people are fucking stupid. <laughs> I'll, I, I, give, I give two reasons every single time. A, Shrek, Shrek 1 does not have Puss in Boots. That Puss in Boots is introduced in Shrek 2. Yeah. And number two, they don't have a giant fucking gingerbread man. What a perfect bit of cinema that was. That's my favourite scene in a movie. Like, honestly. <laughs> That's I, your favourite scene? Absolutely. What about the... No. <laughs> Whatever you're going to say, it's a no. But have you seen The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? No. Right. <laughs> the they Muffin go, Man. They, they, the one that lives down Strawberry Lane. Um, yeah, so they go to that guy. And they get the... You've seen it. Yes, I've seen it, yeah. And then they play... And then and then that entire scene is played <laughs> to the backing track of I Need a Hero. Uh, 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 looking out for a hero or something. <laughs> so I Need just, a Hero! You asked me, have I seen it? Why I'm quoting the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually just made it up. Is that from the movie? Yeah. Have I... I think so. Am I a writing prodigy? Should I'm, I... Well... It's also uh, it's also a common fairy tale saying like it's it was ripped God, off. Have you seen the money? Have you seen yeah the, the muffin man? Yeah, it's a fairy tale. But I'm not here to talk about Shrek two. I'll talk about Shrek two another time. I'll you know what? I'm going to commit myself. <laughs> By the end of the year, I'm going to talk about my top my my top thirteen films. This being one of them, John Wick four. Um, now my usual process of giving tens out is that I go and watch the movie twice. Okay. Because sometimes I get really excited about a film and I don't sit back and I don't like critically analyze it straight away. I'm just excited in the film. Um, so I have, it's currently a temporary 10. I give temporary 10s out because if I go watch it the second time and it's not perfect, but I'm very confident it's going to stay a 10. There's, yeah. I, I can barely, fa- I, I can't fault this film. Okay. <laughs> a lot of critics are saying that it's not as good as the first. Have you seen it? No. I'm going to spoil it. One. Oh, that's rude. I'm going to try not to. I'll try not Please. to. I won't I won't spoil anything about the storyline, but I'm going to be talking about the quality of the film and why it's quality, and I'm just going to hype up some characters, but I'm not going to tell you why, and I'm not going to tell you anything about the storyline. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll ruin yeah. you. <laughs> uh, so I think it's better than the first in terms of everything but the storyline, because the storyline in the first is pretty unrivaled. Um, I think it's a it's fantastic. The choreography in all John Wick films, but this one so especially, is just fantastic, man. These guys are just over 30 individual fights with characters, right? Yeah. Um, and what I really like about this film is that not all of those individual fights are between John Wick and someone. There's fights with other characters that they develop in the film that are just two other characters and John Wick's not even in the same room. Yeah. It's not even in the same city. And that's really cool, I think, because I feel like that was one thing, if they just did a repeat and it was a much longer movie, it was the longest movie in the franchise, it was almost three hours. If they did three hours of just John Wick, I feel like the audience would have gotten exhausted. So the directors have perfectly written in a bunch of new characters that are not in the previous films and they are perfectly written. And there's just perfect choreography with every scene. There's a scene that takes place at the Arc de Triomphe. Okay. Uh, the reason it's not a spoiler is because the majority of the movie is set in, in France and yeah. Paris anyway. Yeah, I've, um, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. It took them three and a half months to choreograph that scene because they're using real traffic. Like, not 
real traffic. They've obviously closed the area down. Yeah. But they're using... People are actually driving cars in circles around the Arc de Triomphe. The, the guys in the scene are just dodging the cars. Real cars. Yeah. That's wild. What That's do they like, What do you mean? Well... I've I've only ever seen movies where they're going around the Arc de Triomphe and they're shooting out of their car, which can be easily CGI'd because you're not you're clearly not shooting out of a car. Yeah. You're not shooting real bullets, a yeah, and 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 b. Some I feel like the only one that's done it properly was one of the Mission Impossibles. Okay, but even in Mission Impossible, these guys are out of their cars. They're on the road, in the roundabout. And the cars are just going past them, stepping back, and, and they're just, like, fucking dodging around. It's amazing. Like, obviously, they're not in danger, or you wouldn't think they are, but the chor- to choreograph that scene, to get 50 people driving cars in perfect synchronization, dodging actors without moving lanes, is... I just think it's cinematically beautiful. Yeah. And... Uh, um, a lot of people talk about how Tom Cruise does his own stunts. You know, so does Keanu Reeves for the John Wick series. Like yeah. He's 54. Yeah. And he's doing all of the fighting scenes. And he learned two martial arts when he was doing the Matrix series. Yeah. And then he learned two more for John Wick. Yeah. He also learned how to fucking pull apart guns and rebuild them and stuff. It was nuts. He's, he put so much effort into it. And a lot of people have spoken about his lack of dialogue. I think in the fourth movie, someone said something. I haven't fact-checked it, but someone said something. He has a higher kill count than words in the film. Yeah. Right? Which I believe, like, it sounds accurate. Well, John Wick's not known for his dialogue. Yeah, no, he isn't. But Leo won an Oscar for The Revenant. And he said, fuck all. He said, like, (laughs) 20 words. said nothing. (laughs) And he only won the Oscar because he... I love the film. I don't think it was an Oscar-worthy win for... I think they petty gave it to him because they had dodged him so many years. I'm just smiling so much because you just... I'm just nerding out. No, I just keep bringing up the Oscar. Yeah, true, yeah. (laughs) That's just a constant in the bingo card of of absolute nonsense. But he won that that because he ate ate a raw ox liver and, like, caught a fish with his bare hands and he slept in a real horse carcass. So he was just doing these, like, extreme caveman shit and they gave him an Oscar for it. I genuinely think Keanu Reeves deserves an Oscar for John Wick 4. Has he won one before? No. No, he hasn't. Probably his first one. It would be his first one. They're not, they oh. won't even nominate him because the Oscars are fucking cunts, but <laughs> the Academy sucks. But the, he won't even get nominated for one, but he literally is worthy of the best actor. I don't even care what other movie comes out this year. The fact that he has to spend months of his life learning martial arts for a film and then put... Oh, it's just... So beautiful. Um, <laughs> like, t- Tom Cruise gets so much... With, for Mission Impossible, he gets so much, like... Have you seen the new Mission Impossible trailer? I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossibles. I've seen, like, two, maybe. Um, he, in the new trailer, he jumps off an actual cliff with a motorbike. Yeah. He actually does it. Yeah. And then he base jumps off the cliff. So he's got, like, a... a th- uh, suit on, yeah. Oh, the um, the wing suit. Yeah, I think so. The gliding yeah. suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, there's this famous line that's making the internet because Tom Cruise is so fucking extra. 
this is movies. This is mo- this is real movies. Like he's saying that. Like it's not going to be in the film, obviously. But he's just like he really like likes to suck his own dick. Wait, is he saying that while gliding? No, he's like, as he's like jumping off the cliff. He just yells really out, "This is movies." Yeah, this is movies. <laughs> like it's not gonna, it's obviously not going to be in the film. It'll be yeah. just some action movie. Apparently, he made them do it like forty something times. Where'd all those motorbikes go? <laughs> Jeez. Thrown a motorbike off a cliff 40 times. <laughs> that's, a, that's a brilliant question. And he thinks like he does he does everything fan engagement in the audience. It's like, you know, you could spend $100,000 less on that movie if you didn't just fucking ditch a bunch <laughs> of Harley Davidsons off a cliff. Oh, are they Harleys? I think they I was, are, yeah. I was imagining just dirt bikes. No, I'm pretty sure it's like a Harley Davidson. Yeah, so I just think, Keanu Reeves is way cooler than Tom Cruise. Also, Tom Cruise, he does all of these stunts, right? I'm just I'm comparing the two at the moment because yeah. they're, they're probably roughly around the same age. And at the moment, both men are known for doing like their own stunts and stuff, right? Tom Cruise does his own stunts by himself. He always, it's not even in the script, he always forces his way into doing some stupid stunt where he jumps out of a plane or he, he um, for one of the Mission Impossibles, he scaled the Burj Khalifa. Like he like walked down the windows of the actual Burj Khalifa on these like sticky, for the movie for the movie true yeah so he actually did it and it's like he always does this like one thing especially in the Mission Impossible's but in other films as well now he does this one act this one stunt where everyone's like he did that himself it wasn't a stunt double and it's like yeah he gets paid fucking twenty times more than a stunt double <laughs> like like so. So much beef for, for Tom Cruise. What Cruz, training huh? goes into driving your motorbike off a cliff? I could do that. Stupid. And he doesn't have to work with anyone. He doesn't have to choreograph anything. No one else is doing that with him. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know, Keanu Reeves has to work with multiple people for this uh, film yeah. to get those things to work. These yeah. real. He learned... Um, so apparently it took him months and he got hurt a bunch of times doing this, but he learned how to perfectly jump onto the hood and windscreen of a moving car. So a car's driving towards so him like, like and he land like on it or and or land or on it. Oh okay, that's pretty impressive. So there's a scene where there's a truck is parked. Yeah. And jo- and Keanu Reeves is standing in front of the back of the truck and a car's wanting to ram him into the back of the truck and he he jumps up and like tucks himself in. And rolls off the wind windshield. It like he actually did it. He actually did that. No, no stunt double. A fifty-four-year-old man jumps and rolls off the hood of an actual moving car. The windscreen like cracks and everything. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool, man. He, he says with so much sarcasm. Oh gosh, I just, I, I was just loving it. Um, yeah, the the characters they brought in. So Donnie Yen. Do you know who Donnie Yen is? No. It's like a really oh. famous martial arts actor. Yeah, He's w- probably second best to Bruce Lee, I would say. I won't know his name. Let me see. Is he in the movie? Yeah, he's in the movie. Donnie Yen. No, I don't know. Yeah, so he plays a blind character called um, Kane, which is fucking hilarious, don't you think? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's blind yeah. and he uses a cane. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you find out later that his name was Kane before he was blind too. So that was just like some really like... Manifestation. Yeah. 
Turns out that this bloke is the only one that can fucking 1v1 John Wick without getting obliterated. Which you The blind man? Yeah, the blind man. Okay. Um, apparently he was really cool before he was blind, so I reckon John Wick would have been cooked if he had eyes, I reckon. <laughs> but you'll, you'll see it eventually. Uh, a guy called Nobody um, just perfectly fits into the film. He's this... He's like a homeless black man with a really cool dog. Like a really cool dog, and he's drink. He drinks beer and shit. I don't know. Um, sounds like the guy from I Am Legend. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a bit. Yeah, he's a bit Will Smith. Um, I am, I yeah, Legend. I just didn't know his character. Um, I knew it was Will Smith. I just didn't know the character's name. Yeah, every time, every time he, every time he gets asked who he is. He's like, I'm nobody. Oh, I'm just nobody. So he's called nobody in the film. Yeah. And what's really cool is uh, even John Wick doesn't know who the fuck this guy is, but he's part of that like secret society. John Wick's like, I've never seen you before. And I just thought that's another thing those films haven't done that they brought into this one. It was there's those, no one that he doesn't know. Those films is in... Which uh, are previous John Wick films. Uh, previous, okay, I thought you were comparing them again to Mission Impossible. No, no, no. Like, no, John Wick 1 to 3, every time John yeah. meets someone in the secret society, he, he, he knows, knows exactly, he knows them by name, and he just doesn't know who this kid is. He's like, who are, and I just thought that, that was that was perfect. Um, Bill Skazgard is the bad guy. Bill Skazgard. He plays the clown from It. Yeah. I don't know what he looks like without the... Yeah, he's, he, yeah. He plays such a good villain, man. Oh, yeah, no, I do know him. Yeah. He, he is normally always a villain, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a, he just he's has a that look. very good... He plays this character called the Marquise. And, In uh, John Wick? Yeah. Okay. And he's this top dog. Um, he's such a fucking cunt. He's a scary fucking dude, and he but does it so perfectly. It's what, it's right. what you want from your villain. Yeah, other characters. There's a list of them that you don't. But you know, the last one I want to touch up on is uh, Renus Renus or Renus Sawayama, who I've never heard of before. But when I did some deep dive, she's like a massive thing in Japan. She's like this huge uh, model, singer, actress, uh, multi-talented Japanese um, chick, and she's fucking awesome. She's really, um, really cool. She did a lot of training with um, with Keanu Reeves. She's got the best name for a character as well, Akira. Akira. So, yeah, such a cool name. I don't know. Um, great addition. And the last two things I want to I want to touch up on, and I want to I've got a question for you here. Yeah. When you see a really good scene in a movie, first off, first off, I'll just ask a yes or no question. Do you ever, while you're watching a, a movie, go, "Wow, that scene was really good." Yeah. Okay. All the time. If if you ask Jen, I that's all I do. Yeah. I I barely I watch the movie, but I concentrate on the, the little things a lot more than the actual movie. Like I can I notice if if they go from one camera angle to another camera angle, mm. and the guy is slightly um, in a different position. Or his hand. Yeah. I yeah. I am I am renowned for. Man, I want to watch more movies with you. From um, noticing that. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm I'm very much like that as well. How when you look back at a scene, what is your most common let's say it's a positive scene, not like bad continuity, mm. but what's the most common thing that impresses you about a scene? Uh if I can notice that it was one take. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I do like 
have you seen that one? There's a movie that has, it's a Netflix movie, I want to say. There's like a 30 minute, oh, okay, maybe that might be a bit excessive. There's like a 15 minute scene that is just one ang- one camera moving with him and it's just, it's one continuous scene and it's the same, It's ju- it was taken in one take. Well, there's a few one take movies. There's a, um, okay. Birdman is a one take movie. Don't know that. Go watch that. It's a good movie. Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. It's um, obviously all one take movies are a little bit fake because because uh, th- at some point they don't. But Birdman is one. I think 1917 is one. Is that the one? You're th- is it a war movie? Nah. Uh, I guess I guess it's a war movie. It's it's um the movie ex- Extraction on oh, Netflix. I haven't seen it. It's oh, is that the tw- one with um the uh, Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Yeah. Thor. And it's, yep. yeah, it's a 12-minute um, scene. One oh, shot. dude, if 12 minutes impresses you, 1917 is taken as a one-shot, but it it's obvious, it's clearly not. But it's really <laughs> hard to tell. There's one, there's only, when I watched 1917, there's only one spot where I can tell the camera stopped. Yeah. Um, and in Birdman, there's also only one time where I could tell the camera stopped. But both so of those are advertised as one-shot movies. Or the whole movie, okay. Yeah, yeah. you this love one, those films. It's yeah, this one's really good. The extraction one. Go, you should watch that. Yeah, it like he's fighting the whole. So it's so it is one big choreo- choreographed scene of yeah. him fighting people mm. going through a building, and the camera is just following him and like just shifting yeah, around. It's, yeah. it looks really cool there's a pretty there's a scene like that in the shining as well where um the kids on the bike going through the hotel yeah, i haven't seen the shining oh, i dude. am i am also renowned for not watching old movies i think so you've just fallen over and forgotten <laughs> oh, i've been waiting so long <laughs> to say that as soon as you said it i was like oh yes. <laughs> yeah no some great but when you Obviously, that one comes to mind for you. When you describe that, what is more? Imp- what's the most impressive part? Is it the the acting performance? Is it the choreography between the choreography. crew and the? Okay. So, uh, well, yeah, between like the people in the shot, and then like the camera just yeah, okay, moving smoothly. Yeah, with, cool. With the whole scene, yeah. So. What I, what, I, what I dot pointed down here is rarely do I watch a scene and I think that the physical angle of the camera is the highlight. I do in shots, right? If it's a single shot, like I was to take a shot of you now, like staring into the camera, I'd go, whoa, that was a really nice shot. Mm. But not for like a five-minute scene where lots is happening. Okay. There is a scene in this movie where the highlight is, is the, the angle. angle of the camera. It's a top-down shot. Oh, I was going to say, don't tell me. I want to see it. Oh, okay. I okay. want to see if I can find it. No, 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 no. Everyone's talking about it. Oh, it's gosh. very easily identifiable. Okay. You will not miss it. Yeah, I haven't seen any reviews about it. I don't look yeah. at reviews about movies. I watch I watch the trailers. Yeah. But then that's about it. Mm. I don't go into too much depth for them. Just a, it's just a highlight. It's a, it's, it's a one-take as well, this five-minute yeah. scene. Um, it's a, it's a top-down angle. Ooh. But it's a top-down, the scene is inside, right? Of the building. Yes. Yeah. 
So they've made, they must have made a rig, yeah, right? They must right. have made this like rig, but. Or they found like a guy yeah. who's seven foot two holding the camera. Well, well, no, because they've got, um, they've got, they've got like chairs and stuff. They've got like high chairs for cameras where you can do this. Yeah. But this, this thing moves. Ah, uh, so it's like a stadium of the camera. Kind from of. that top view and they just, yeah. like a spider. But cam. a stadium is open roof so yeah, that true. would be very easy to rig up it gets it gets more tricky they move through rooms and it follows them yeah so i, I can picture, understand how they had done that picture like a blueprint for a house yeah and, and the, the cameras, cameras above that they've had they would have had to rip the roof off yeah. this house they would have had to build the build house the set, yeah, and just yeah. Not, yeah. not put a ceiling on it yeah and and john wick has this fucking shotgun <laughs> with bullets that explode <laughs> and yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. He, he he got the right thing from Call of Duty. Yeah, well, it made it funny went, you mentioned yeah, that when you what's that? A loot box, and you yeah. get the explosive bullets yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. zombies. Yeah. Um, funny you should say that. It really because I'd already had the thought during the movie. The movie has been perfectly set up for a video game, and if it doesn't get made, I would be thoroughly disappointed after that because a lot of people are talking about it. They're like, cool. fuck if. A really good video game company made it, but if they had like the the graphics and story building quality of Hogwarts Legacy, oh, uh, yep, yep. it would be a fantastic game. What, like o- open world. Yeah, open world, and ne- I think it needs to be with such a diverse world that has been built in that John Wick franchise. Yeah, I genuinely believe that an open world would be the most like you become your own assassin character inside that world, yeah. and you get given like a story arc. But then once you complete it, you can still go around killing people. <laughs> and then um, the last, and this is where I definitely will not spoil anything. Um, but the last thing I wanted to say was when all of those movies happen. You see a really good action film. You're like, wow, I've really had an enjoyable experience. You know the movie's wrapping up. Most of the time, 99% of the time for me, I know how the movie's going to end, right? Yeah. Even with this movie, Same. I was like, I know how this movie's going to end. And, it, and I thought that it didn't. at the hour mark, and then within 15 minutes, my idea of it had changed. Yeah. I thought it at the two-hour mark, and within five minutes, my idea of it had changed. And then in the final scene of the movie, which went for about 10 or 15 minutes, right? My idea of how the movie was going to go changed about four times. And still at the very end, I was wrong. (laughs) It was incredible, man. It was, it felt so good to be on my, my, the edge of my seat. I was in a recliner chair, so I don't know how it's possible. (laughs) But to be holding on to that warm, sticky leather... (laughs) Till the very end, till the very, very end, going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the facial expressions. If I ever hear Chloe say the words, I don't know the difference between this and um, just any other action movie again, I'm breaking up with her. <laughs> I can't live with someone like that. I just, I really can't. When she said those words, I went to bed. Did she watch it with you? Not not the fourth. No, she didn't deserve to. <laughs> Wait. After so watching the second one with me, which she fell asleep to, by the way. <laughs> I don't know how you fall asleep to a John Wick film. After the second one, she goes, I don't really see the difference between these two movies and, like, every other, like, gunfighting action movie. And I, I 
<laughs> I gave her the cold shoulder for days. <laughs> I was so angry. I was supposed to cook dinner that night. I didn't. <laughs> well, that <laughs> you don't get to eat today well, because of that. Forty nonsense. minutes later, she's like, "Hey, can you put the washing on?" I'm like, "You shut up right <laughs> now. Stop saying words. How dare you?" How dare you walk into this house and spit those untruthfulnesses? <laughs> I'm going to speak to you now about Chris Brown. Oh, no. <laughs> so, current, current, done? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, currently, he's on tour in Europe. I wish he would. I wish he'd come to Australia, but he won't because he's not allowed in the country. Would you go? Yes. Okay. I'll definitely go. I'll, I am, I'm not a person that is going to... Like, it depends what it is, but if someone creates something good or creates something, I'm not going to stop because of something else they did somewhere else. I can still appreciate... He does good music and he's a good performer. Yeah. And then he just did other stuff. (laughs) But, yes. uh, So he's on tour uh, in Europe um, and he's doing this thing that is creating a lot of conversation between the male population. So amongst the male population. See, maybe he should just stick to the music. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got an article here for you. I'm just going to read it out. It's not very long. Um, But the title of the article is Man Breaks Up With Girlfriend Over Chris Brown Concert. Oh, no. So (laughs) uh, a man has sensationally claimed on TikTok uh, he broke up with his girlfriend after she received a steamy lap dance from singer-songwriter Chris Brown during a recent concert. This makes sense. I was listening. I don't know who I was listening to. One of my favorite podcasts. They were. They said something like, um, "They went to the Chris Brown concert." And yeah. Someone was like, "Did did you go, did you go with your girlfriend?" I was like, "Yeah." And it was like, "Oh no, did you go with your girlfriend?" And he was like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> Yeah, go on. <laughs> the, the boyfriend shared footage of uh, his girlfriend receiving the lap dance from the singer during the UK uh, dates of his Under the Influence tour. Um, the TikTok video has gone viral, got 22 million uh, views. Chris Brown gave a girl a lap dance. Yeah. And okay. shows the woman sitting on a chair while Chris Brown. I don't, I don't, I've never understood why in um, articles they go, Chris Brown, 33. Yeah. <laughs> What relevance does his age have to this? Wow, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's yeah. bad journalism. Yeah, it's like, okay. How? And then they, like, only reference him by his last name after that point. We'll like, find out. Yeah. <laughs> Performs a lap dance on uh, to his hit song, Take You Down. Uh, my, my oh, sorry, her distraught boyfriend... <laughs> Dash shared the footage uh, um, along with the description point of view buying my girlfriend front row tickets to see Chris Brown. I want my five hundred pounds back, which it culminates to nine hundred and seventeen Australian dollars, and my girlfriend back. (laughs) And my girlfriend back. In more recent update, he revealed (laughs) he had broken up with his girlfriend over the encounter. Uh, This is Dash. Um. After an update, everyone regarding Chris Brown's concert, I'm no longer with my girlfriend, he explained and overlaid in a video. He added his girlfriend doesn't think that she did what she did was wrong. His name is Dash. Dash. (laughs) 
Well, he dashed out of there pretty quickly, didn't he? <laughs> dashed <laughs> okay. out of the relationship. So that, that's right. That's, a, that's, that's one question I have for you as part of the uh, uh, an array of questions for if you. If I would name my kid Dash? No. Because <laughs> you wouldn't. You're not stupid. <laughs> Does he think he's part of the Incredibles? What? Well, he didn't pick his own name. Does his parents think he was it's part of the Incredibles? <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense if the dad's name is it Bill. Bill's the dad from the Incredibles, and then whatever the mum's name is, um, Thick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Thick Incredible. <laughs> Mrs. Thick Incredible. Um, they didn't need to make a butt that good looking. Really, they didn't. No, no but was, they, they did, was, and I enjoyed it. Was it was the the. 18, the 18 year old intern who was like, Yeah, she she stretches, so why not? Yeah, thick, thick, make her (laughs) make that dumpy thick as fuck. (laughs) I want it so thick that when she goes backwards, she there has to be like a beep noise coming out, (laughs) and she she walks backwards. (laughs) Oh boy, so thick that both sides of her thighs are in different (laughs) postcodes. So thick, I question, should this really be out for a children's movie? <laughs> <laughs> I would love it not to be. <laughs> See, they did a they did an eighteen plus screening of The Incredibles two in <laughs> Perth. They did. When I it, think it was just because it, like um there'd been there's, there'd been such a gap between the first and second movie that the the majority of the fans from the first movie were, were adults. 18. Yeah, yeah. And so they did one so that they. And they did it for a few movies pre-COVID. I've stopped doing it now, but I reckon they should bring it back for those sequels of nostalgic movies where you just don't... Like, who wants to go to a movie and, like, sit down with screaming kids? It's awful. (laughs) I'm just not going to appreciate it like you do. It's awful. Like, that's (laughs) part of the reason why I don't go to the cinemas. (laughs) Honestly, I went and watched June one time and there were these four teenage girls that thought they were in their fucking living room. (laughs) And Chloe had to re- Chloe had to remind me what my profession was, because I was about to throw my popcorn at them. Yeah, like I I was like, you know what? I've lost my appetite. They won't shut the fuck up. I might as well throw it at their throw fucking heads. <laughs> and Chloe was like, bro, they're like twelve, and you're a teacher. And I was like, oh yeah. Is it worth it though? <laughs> I could find a new career right now. <laughs> okay, so my questions for you now. If this was to happen to you at a Chris Brown concert, but then writing that, I know you're not going to go to a Chris Brown concert. That I, unless you. Ah, uh, if with, it was nine hundred bucks, Chloe. yeah. If it was nine hundred bucks, no. Mm. Um, these are front row seats, but but it's yeah for the scenario, yeah. it has to be like in the vicinity of, like Chris Brown can see you if he spits. It could land on your on your face. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay that for a Chris Brown concert. Yeah, <laughs> so I. Did, I guess the main thing, the important part of this scenario is who Chloe um, likes. Cause, yeah. But, and you're just going with her because she was like, I, no one else wants to go with me. Can you please come? Yeah. So I'm, I, I, I'm only going to read the messages because it was funny. Uh, you messaged her? Yeah, I messaged her. <laughs> so <laughs> I said to her, hey, random question. What's your favorite band slash musician? And then she was like, hmm. It's a hard one. She doesn't sound like that, but you're not that far off. Not far. Okay. Not the the <laughs> the pitch was off, but the mm. um the uh ah, 
Like the, <laughs> sorry, I, I just tried to mimic your, your pitch. The, the pitch the pitch was off, but the pers- the personality was perfectly <laughs> All right. Hmm. It's a hard one, but I'll say the parcels. Knowing, cause I don't know who the parcels are, so I had to They're Google good. search them. They're good. I'd, I would go to that concert. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, she, so I, I went to the point and, so, and said, who is the lead singer? Are they hot? She was like, "Hmm, they all, lo- they all, they're all like the lead singers, but I yeah, would only hard, say hard one of them." The, and then she's in brackets. The drummer is hot. Yeah, who she definitely hung out with at some point. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it works even better. And I was <laughs> like, uh, "Name, please," because I couldn't. I went on Google, could not figure out who the drummer was. I think I can look. Um, but can I take a guess? I've got a picture of the band here. Yeah, I want to. I want to guess who the drummer is because I don't know who the drummer is. Right. I'm gonna guess it's that guy. I think so. His, none of his photos look like him. He looks. He looks like one of the Beatles members. Was <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's what I thought on his head. That's what I thought when I was looking them out. I was like, they look like the Beatles. But anyway, yeah, it's, we I think it's, it's exactly who I guessed. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's not the um, the point of this. And she was like, "All right, let me change. Let me change it." I have so many I like. <laughs> yeah, see, this is Chloe. <laughs> Let's do Ocean Alley. And yes, I'd say the singer is hot. His name is Baden Donegal. And I was like, I said, haha, uh, why did you change? <laughs> yeah, because he's black and she loves black dudes. <laughs> I'm threatened every time you come into my house. I, lo- <laughs> I looked him up and then I've, I've heard you say this before. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. lol. Um, and I was like... Oh, it actually kind of looks like you, sorta. Like, he, like the scruffy hair, the moustache. And I was like, oh, it actually kind of looks like Brandon. So yeah, I was like, yeah, 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 it makes sense. Me and the lead singer of Ocean Alley look identical. No, not identical. <laughs> I was like, kinda looks like you. I was like, kinda. I was like, makes sense. And then yeah. she came back again saying, Dude, this is so Chloe. <laughs> she's like, all right, I'm changing. All right, I'm changing again. Genesis Awusu. Uh, and then I was like, yes. <laughs> I told you. We went to a Flume concert um, last year at Red Hill Auditorium. Yeah. And we went to a Flume concert there and there was, uh, I can't remember who the act was. They were opening for um, Flume, that one of the pre-shows. And they were like this dance quartet. There was like three. One of them was singing and then there were three dancing. And she was infatuated by them. <laughs> that was her final decision. Genesis Lewisu. And I was like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> and you think he is hot. And he's like, yeah, I would say so. Here are my questions now. So you're at a Genesis Lewisu uh, concert um, and he picks Chloe out and the security, like, like security just come pick her up and just plop her on the stage. Yeah. And I know he wouldn't do this, but for this hypothetical, he does. He starts uh, grinding up on her. Mm. Uh, everyone sees it happen to you. Uh, what are you doing in that moment? Get my phone out. <laughs> Why? Because I want to film it. Just download Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd film it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what. No, that's my immediate reaction. I'd film <laughs> it. I need evidence. <laughs> For the divorce. I need receipts. <laughs> For the divorce. <laughs> uh, I, I would have done the same thing at Chris Brown. I would just... I would actually be jealous if Jenna yeah, got pulled see, up. I would be yeah. like, oh my God. I would be. That's I'd want to get a lap dance from Genesis Owusu. I'll be like, oh, no. I would. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so she's up there. She's enjoying it 
a lot uh, and you can see if she's enjoying it a lot. You can yeah. physically see it. Now, the general thing that everyone's saying on the internet is every man knows that your girl has just been taken up and they're all now. Yeah. <laughs> but would that, th- would that thought go into your mind? Are you a jealous um, guy? Are you, would you be... On. Not really. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, not really. I, I, I would probably... If anything, if if at any point I felt uncomfortable, I don't think it would be in the moment. Okay. I feel like if I were to if I were to feel any um feelings of jealousy, it would happen later. Okay. Not at the time. At the time I would probably be drunk. <laughs> I'd be filming it and yeah. I'd be all for it. I'd be mm. like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said that I would be happy. <laughs> Cause I would now have the like have the the, be in the position to be like to every guy who was there and going like, your girl's not hot enough to get pulled up by Chris uh, Brown onto stage. Yeah. My girl is hot. And nice. she just got dragged up on stage yeah. by Chris Brown, yeah. who's one of the most seductive men on the world because yeah. he wanted to give her a lap dance. Well, that's what I mean. If Chloe's sitting on my dick every <laughs> other night and and she got dragged up on stage by, by that guy, he's pretty handsome. <laughs> And she still chooses me. Yes, that's gonna inflate my penis. <laughs> and we've—I've got a big ego already. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck you guys, get yeah. a better girlfriend." Look at mine. I've always—I've <laughs> always even said, um, in situations where, let's say, like a, a really hot, um, a really hot celebrity, you know, a really hot celebrity wants to, um, wants to fuck my girl. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'd, and 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 Chloe had the decency to ask, and was you? like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, hey, like, you know, I don't know, the weekend wants to screw me." <laughs> I'd, I'd first be like, "I'd first be like, hey, can I join?" <laughs> like, I wouldn't immediately say no. I'd I would evaluate the situation. I'm like, "Can I join? Can I just sit in the room? Could I watch? Can I record it? Can I yeah? Can I, re- can I record it? Yeah. And if all of those are no's, I'd be like, okay, I get." Because it's a celebrity, I get three hall passes now if you want to go through with yeah. this. And I would use all of them on her friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a very jealous move. That sounds a bit that sounds very jealous. <laughs> very jealousy driven. Um but that was <laughs> I'm I'm joking, I'd only use one on her friend. <laughs> Like, I'm not gonna waste them on them. I'm gonna uh, keep these hall passes for who knows, maybe when we're this fif- bo- 52 and there's some young. This podcast is gonna get me in trouble, but at the end of the day, my girl's getting a lap dance from Genesis Owusu, so <laughs> it's her fault. And she doesn't like John Wick. <laughs> she doesn't like John Wick. It's I'm own, learning a lot it's about a, my relationship it's her right own now. Fault. <laughs> uh, and on that note, guys, <laughs> we shall end the episode today yeah. for this week's re-indition of Absolute Nonsense. <laughs> um, we'll see you guys next week. If you have a video of your girlfriend being danced on by a celebrity, please send it to us. Um, and we will see if you should break up with her or not. Yeah, yeah, we will um, <laughs> we'll come, to us, come to us for all of your relationship advice. <laughs> we are totally Perth's number one podcast. Uh, yeah, in terms of relationship. Oh my god. Yeah, you got I just what I got said. what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute nonsense on the grams. Remember to give us the reviews uh, on your platform of choice. Uh, and toodaloo. Toodaloo.